Hello everybody, welcome back to Alien Bacon. I know it's been a while. Guess what? What? We're on Spotify. At least I assume by this moment, we probably are on Spotify. Wait, let me check right now. Are we in? Not yet, but hopefully by the time, <laughs> hopefully by the time this goes up. I sent it to Spotify, okay? Yeah, so for all of you Spotify people out there, you can listen to us talk about random shit. In the comfort of your car or your AirPods, or what have yous. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I know we promised that like months ago. Yeah, that's my bad. I'll admit it. <laughs> it's my fault. I'll, I'll say it. Things are slow going over on I'm, this I'm channel. lazy. I'm lazy, all right? <laughs> okay, so I want to like immediately start talking about the new Cyberpunk show. Whenever we um, title one of our podcasts, like a specific thing. It's always at the end. <laughs> I know. It's, it's always like 30 minutes in or something. Yeah, we talk about so, some dumbass shit. And then like later <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, we're supposed Yeah, the title of the video. Right. So then someone in the comments has to be like, um, <laughs> so they actually start talking about it on this time. Yeah, they, they like tag. They do the timestamp <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> oh, man. What'd you think about it? First off. Have you played the game yet? I've played enough to get the references, the locations that are similar to the game and the yeah, characters yeah, yeah. and stuff. I played the shit out of the game. I, yeah. I paid like 200 something hours or something. I, I love the game. I, I, I even liked it when it first came out when everyone was complaining. Either way, the show came out and it like revitalized the series, the game and everything. And I think they broke their record. They had a previous record of like 110,000 concurrent players on steam it was something like that and they just broke it with cyberpunk i'll admit that they did a very good job at making you want to play the game after because like for example arcane the show's fantastic but i, I feel like they they did less to make you want to play the game compared to this show because there, yeah. there wasn't as many references which i'm just going to say personally arcane's better than this anime yeah, yeah but it is yeah just because of writing i feel like this show lacked yeah. in writing more than anything. Yes. So yeah, all in all, it was good, but not mm -hmm. as good as everyone's making it out to be. I pretty much share those sentiments. I think um, it was kind of, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can say the word, starts with a P, but it's- um, Pretentious? It's, uh, no, trauma, <laughs> p trauma pern. Oh yeah, dude, oh my God. Before I watched the show, I predicted not everything that happened in the show, but I sat there and I said, okay, so basically what the show, I'm just gonna guess, it's gonna be a little bit of trauma porn throughout. Nah, you said it. We're gonna get demonetized, age restricted. Per, per, Trump And then I, I, I literally predicted the end. I'm not gonna say the end, but I did predict the end. It was pretty obvious, like halfway through, it was pretty obvious, like the direction it was going, I feel. Yeah, but I do, I, I genuinely think the ending was great. I feel like if they went any other direction, I would have been annoyed. Sure, the ending yeah. was, insanely predictable. I knew it was gonna happen from the beginning, so it wasn't as like emotionally uh, jarring, I guess. Mm -hmm. I feel like the ending was great though. It, it, it was a good, good, good bow on, on, the, on, yeah. the, on, the, on the movie, you know? Extremely depressing though. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a show you'll come away from feeling good, you know? It's not like- Yeah, it, it, don't expect a happy ending. That's, that's <laughs> all I'll say. I'll admit though, they did a good job at making um, this semi-spoiler, close your ears for like 10 seconds, because I'm just gonna say his name right now, Adam Smasher. I felt like they made him look way more terrifying in the anime than they do in the game. I have to bring up images just to uh, compare, because I don't oh, wait, remember. 
he just looked like a just like a robot. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just didn't really look like anything that I cared about. Yeah, I thought he was pretty intimidating in the game. He was pretty huge. Um, and his voice was kind of scary. In the anime, he uh, definitely makes you angrier in the anime. I'll yeah. Say. <laughs> I, I would say he's definitely OP. Definitely OP in the anime. <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit. It's kind of crazy, like, when you compare the anime version of that character to the to the one in the game. Because I don't know if you've finished... I don't think you finished the game in five hours. No. But um, when you fight him at the end of the game isn't he kind of a bitch at the end of the game at least i've heard i'm just gonna tell you my experience but i think most people probably share my experience by the time you get to the end of the game you know you've done a bunch of side content and stuff and you're you're kind of overpowered at this point and you get to the end of the game and you just kind of melt that guy like you obliterate him you know like it's not it's not even a it's not even difficult you know he just kind of dies and then watching the anime i'm like did I fight the same guy? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I thought a lot of people were saying. Is this just like, is this the same guy? Because, I mean, I, I think that's what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be overpowered. But, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the anime, it really showed that. I'll say one thing I also liked. Minor spoilers, not really, because I'm not mentioning who. But every time anyone dies in the show, it's always their own hubris that kills them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always just there like they could have prevented it pretty easily, but it's just because their personality that made him die. For the most part, there's some deaths that have to do with like cyber psychosis, which is like a side effect of implants. And well, that's uh, their own hubris. That's them keep pushing to put more, you know, cyber shit on them. I guess so. Yeah, because I mean, like they think that they're uh, quote unquote special. For example, wink, wink. It's so difficult. Like I know, to I'm trying to not spoil it, it, man. It's so hard. I did like that angle. I thought it was really cool how they took um, certain elements of the game and the lore of the games um, and uh, and put them into the show, like the the way they talk. There is some parts of like their lingo that's kind of annoying. Like they'll repeat words. I was going to ask you reason. about that. Was that is that in the is that in the game or is that or was my brain just messing? I was so confused. Why did they <laughs> randomly just start repeating words? I think it is in the game. I'd have to go back and play it, but I'm pretty sure they do that in the game too. Like but why is it only sometimes? When they say specific words in specific contexts, they like say it twice to like emphasize it or something. I don't know. It's weird. It, it was kind of bothersome because it just didn't sound natural at all. And I agree. Like the the dialogue was the, the Achilles point. heel. You know, yeah. yeah, like I was going to say fucking Studio Trigger f- kills it with animation. Holy shit. Like every oh, anime yeah. they've ever done, they they fucking destroy with the animation. Yeah, I think my favorite part of the show was the charm of the characters. You grow attached to them over time and then these like terrible things happen to them, obviously. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, it ma- makes you feel something. And it's it's cool to watch shows nowadays make you feel something because it's not very often that, that happens. I thought the death at the end, the, uh, okay, the, the out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. death at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not gonna lie, I laughed. What? I, no I, way, dude. Be- because it was so like ridiculous and out of nowhere. It's just like, all right, they're dead. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. just like, again, that was another character that died to their own hubris. Was it like 
shock laughter. When that happened, I was like, <gasps> it was just like, I knew what was happening. You know, like I, I already knew that the thing that was going to happen to all of them was going to happen. <laughs> I'm trying to word that without spoiling it. Yeah. So, you know, I knew it was going to happen one way or another. It was just the way it happened was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was shocking at the same time, I'll say. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah. It kind of brought me back to the early Game of Thrones days where, like, the pacing, obviously, in this show is much faster and people die much quicker. But in Game of Thrones, it had the same type of feeling of dread while you were watching it. You were like, okay, well, who's, who's going to die, die next this time? You know? yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like the whole show. That's something that's unique and interesting about the cyberpunk genre and world, though, is, like, how shit and awful it is. You know, like, yeah, throughout the show, even in the very beginning, when you're watching David just like walk through the streets and whatever, it's like, wow, this place sucks. A really <laughs> shitty place yeah. to live. This place fucking sucks, man. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't want to live here. And, and then the and cream, the-, <laughs> the cremation scene that just like, it's just like, oh, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> it's like, Sorry, bud. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> In a lot of ways, I... I prefer the Edge Runners story to the story in 2077. The one in 2077 is, is uh, you know, you play an adult, so it's it's a little bit different. You don't get to like watch them grow, which yeah. I think which benefits the show. I think it was really interesting interesting when they they put him in like the high school setting or whatever, and he was like being bullied, and his implants were like shit compared to this guy, this other guy, right? Yeah. And, um, and, and so he had that urge to you know put in this implant that he definitely shouldn't have. Um, the send devastan uh, i thought that was really cool that was a really yeah good way to do that good motivation and, um, yeah and that just kind of spiraled out, out of control after that and um yeah cool show i liked it also uh mccree's in there what really it, what do you mean Who? at the at the end the, the literally the guy the actor the voice actor who voices mccree was voice acting mm. a guy who looked like a cowboy with a mustache, had a bolo tie, and had one robotic arm. I I, I don't know how I missed that. It's literally McCree. <laughs> Wait, what? What's that's, what's that's the character's cool, name in the show? Matt Mercer, isn't it? Oh yeah, also uh uh Gus Fring, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, was in there. Yeah, yeah, he did good. He did a good job. I thought the character he played was kind of goofy though, with his three eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Falco. That was the guy's name, Falco. And I, I honestly felt like what he did with his voice was weird. I didn't really have an issue with that. I, I just, it was like just getting around the look of the character, and he didn't even do anything with this weird three eyes. You know, like I thought he was gonna do something with that. Yeah. Like it had like a but... some cool lasers or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but but, but like the whole an, time an when he talked like this, it sort of getting oh, really yeah. annoying just after a while. <laughs> See, the less you know, the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> there were moments it was a little little weird, but Yeah. For the most Arasaka. part. Arasaka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Arasaka. <laughs> but yeah, uh I think it was it was it was pretty good. It was a pretty good. It was. It's a fun watch. I feel like that's what it could chalk up to. It. It's a show that's like a fun watch. Uh, depressing. I would say a little bit of trauma. Yeah. You know. It is cool that they put the weapons from the show in the game, though. You can find those and use them. And, and that's what I was talking about, where they did a, a better. They, they did something different than Arcane, where Arcane was kind of like a standalone, well-written, incredible work. Whereas this is more kind of like a visual spectacle promotion of the game. Yeah. 
I still think it has a really good self-contained story. No, I, I agree with that. I'm saying like they they put more of the game into the show. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, that's I true. I honestly hope that in the future we have more games that make a, a animated uh, show. It'd be really neat to see like an Apex one. Maybe like I don't know. Maybe I honestly Overwatch. thought yeah, Overwatch was supposed to like if Overwatch made like an anime version of it, like that would be sick. Because mm. I mean, yeah. they already have loads of animated shorts like if they just spent the time to make a show which hopefully since they have a buttload of people leaving and a buttload of new people joining the team maybe they'll just be better who knows seeing how successful this was i would not be surprised if these like really popular games started pumping out anime too i mean they're they're very time consuming this one took like six years to make at yeah Charters. um so like if we do see them it won't be for a while Unless they already are in production, but um, I think it's really neat when when games do this. It makes them yeah. more appealing. Obviously, like we saw, like tons and tons of people are returning. Thousands and thousands are returning to Cyberpunk after I think it was like pretty much dead before the anime. Like not too many people were playing it. Yeah, um, if I didn't hate the game, <laughs> I tried it originally. You know, I might try it again. I might give it another try because yeah. I I know you love it. So I feel yeah. like if I really push push through the muck of the beginning then i might like it more i'm just a huge fan of sci-fi and i and i think that helps me push through like the learning curve of the game because it has like it is kind of weird to start playing it i feel like they did an amazing job at the world building but like the gameplay started off very slow and like all the espionage shit where you like hacked into stuff and had to do all this like it felt like a chore for a little bit which yeah. is which what i expected from this was just high octane shooting action mm -hmm. shit there's definitely a lot of that in the game i do like the first mission in the game it's really sick when you have to go in and like save the girl from the tub and everything but like after that mission it kind of like falls off and gets and slows down a shit ton and then it picks up a little bit later yeah on. so i can i can see why a lot of people dropped it after that but the game is good. Like, there's a lot of really good missions in it. I like the the character's main story arc. I think the the voice acting for the main character is kind of cheesy, and I would have would have really preferred if he was just silent and like there was just dialogue, like text there instead. I'd much prefer yeah. that when I, when I'm like role playing, you know. I agree because it kind of takes out the role play vibe yeah. to it because you don't even feel like your own character. You just feel like the character that yeah. they give you. You kind of have to like build your character around the voice, you know, and he, he always like both the male and the female voice actors, like while they did a good job because they were obviously pushed in a certain direction to sound like the most badass cool guy, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't always want to be that guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get I that. <laughs> um but whatever i get like there's a power fantasy thing to this type of genre but... yo actually literally just talking about games turning into animes apparently near automata is getting an anime in 2023 isn't isn't it automata uh, is, is it automata or uh, automata I, I don't know <laughs> but whatever <laughs> but yeah, that, that, it's that... <laughs> getting an anime so that's pretty cool yeah which that's i feel sick. like it would be a great anime because i mean the the game is kind of like an anime anyway. It, yeah, it basically is an anime. I'm surprised yeah. there isn't one made already. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We'll probably be seeing this happen a lot. When will people learn that live action versions of games just don't work? You know? God, like, I know. Dude, like that, that, okay. I mean, obviously by now everyone realizes my favorite form of any of like media is animation. But mm. like, I feel like there's a place for live action. 
and there's a place yeah. for animation. And I feel like there's so many shows that turn into live action that would have just been a billion times better if it was animated. Yeah. Because you just lack so much with live action. It almost feels like live action is just tougher to do in general. Like I feel like live more, action is appealing. better for just like human things, you know, like human stories and, and you know, but when, when you get to, you know, like superhero stuff or uh, anything that's beyond human nature, it, it, it tends to get in a, in a muddy area unless you're fucking Marvel or something and have billions of dollars i think I, I i agree with you i see what you're saying like when you take something that's really fantastical like sci-fi or fantasy or like something uh superhero related and you try and take turn it into live action you need a massive budget to make it good and like mm -hmm. a lot of very talented people whereas like if you made an anime you need a fraction of that budget and you just need good writers and good animators i mean um, i know animation is expensive don't get me wrong i know that but like yeah I feel like it's way more difficult to make a live action thing that is, you know, like something for, say, say for example, with superpowers to make it look like it is real. Like it's it's actually someone with superpowers. It's hard to do that when, you know, you know you're, if you're in an animation, it's easy because it's animation. Yeah, that's why I think Batman is such a good example of a good live action superhero because he's a very grounded hero, very like um, yeah, he doesn't human have hero. like lasers coming out of his eyes or something like that. You know, they don't have to like convince you that these ridiculous things are real, which I think is very difficult for live action. Like, <laughs> I I'm really curious to watch the Monster Hunter movie with <laughs> Mila Jovovich. Oh no, because <laughs> I'm sure it's bad. Like, there's just no way it's good. And Anything that is, I don't know, anything that's a game or or an animated sh a show or movie that turns into live action, it just is never good. I, I honestly can't think of something that was good <laughs> turning into live action. I think people like the Sonic movies, but I haven't really seen them, so... They're, uh, I've seen them. They're good kids movies. Yeah. I'll give them that. Like, my son loves them. And it, it it's because Sonic was animated very well. And there is a lot of, like, you know, CGI and animated. And they, they did a pretty good job of blending them together. Yeah. I do think that a cyberpunk, in particular, live action could work. Yeah, um, because that, that, that can be grounded to an extent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe, like, that game in particular wouldn't be too difficult to make live action as long as they took like a lot of inspiration from like Blade Runner and stuff like that which they already do to be honest like with the game and mm -hmm. but yeah I agree I don't know what it is I don't know why it's so much more difficult to make a live action like a good well because live action you know version. animation literally you could do whatever the fuck you want you know you don't have limitations Whereas live action, you do. You always have limitations yeah. with live action. Yeah, I guess the only limitation with animation is like the budget and the time. And Pretty the, much, uh, yeah. Because I mean, look at fucking, for an example, like like One Punch Man. First season was amazingly animated, beautiful. Second season yeah. looked like like a, 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 a flippy book <laughs> of animation. <laughs> Like, it's like yeah. one frame a second, like, uh, literally That's still framed action scenes. Same with, like, yeah. Seven Deadly Sins, too. That was an anime that first season was amazingly animated, and the next seasons mm -hmm. were just, like, literally just 
pictures. It looked like pictures. Yeah. I guess we should also take into account that animation can can look like shit too. So it's not like well, yeah, like it, I'm, I agree with that. Animation could definitely look like shit. I, I just think that it has more opportunity to yeah, do yeah. great action sequences. The creative outlets that people have as far as animation, they're not limited nearly as much. Like yeah, you can use green screen with live action and just put in all that shit. I feel like that's you really need um, a lot lot of money for that. <laughs> Yeah. To make make it it look look good, good, yeah. Did you want to move on and talk about our next topic of the day? Yeah, so the next topic is... Twitch. Twitch! Lots of really awkward stuff has been happening over on Twitch. We're not going to talk about the the, the big, big drama that's going on because I don't know anything about it. Um, Yeah, yeah, between the creators. But I, I, uh, for those who don't know, you know, moved to YouTube streaming like, what, two months ago, I think? And it's been doing great. But now I'm really glad I moved to YouTube because, uh, well, you know, there's a split with subscribers on Twitch where it's normally 70-30 with partners. Oh, they changed it, right? To like 50-50 or something. It was weird because they changed it for, I think you need to be like a higher viewed channel or something, Uh, but they changed it to 50-50. And instead, they're going to try to pay people with ad revenue, which if you guys know anything about Twitch ads, they're way worse than YouTube ads. Because yeah, Twitch yeah. ads, it's like you see a one out of 10 ads in parentheses <laughs> on the top right, and each ad yeah. is 60 minutes. And the thing yeah. about ads on a live stream is they're 60 way... 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 60 <laughs> minutes each. 60 seconds. But the thing about ads, I love that you are able to control when you do them, because I think they're going to yeah. take away that. When you can control where you do the ads, it's better, because then, you know... Like, for example, people aren't missing, say, an important moment of a live stream where, like, an ad might pop up or something like that. But also, it's stupid because, first of all, they already had this thing where smaller channels make less percentage of their money. And the higher you get, the better the percentage was, which was dumb. And now they're cutting it down to 50-50, which personally I felt like it should have been even for everyone throughout time, but now they're changing it. It's weird. But yeah, a lot of streamers are going to lose a shitload of money because uh, 20% is a lot. And yeah. But but on a on a positive note, they did ban gambling. <laughs> you know? I know. It's like they strategically banned gambling <laughs> around the same time they announced that people are going to be making less money through subscriptions. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's honestly <laughs> hilarious that it even took that long for them to ban gambling like the amount of children that probably have a gambling addiction now it's hilarious the biggest streamer on their platform gambles like xqc xqc and train rex he gets like what 50k and literally like eight hours a day he just sits there and fucking gambles (laughs) and he puts 18 plus in the title so that means it's okay like imagine like like a like a 15 year old kid like clicking on ah shit i'm not 18 i can't watch this (laughs) Gotta click off. I know. Oh, man. (laughs) Like, that's going to deter people from watching it. I know. I know. If anything, that'll make it more appealing for younger audiences. Like, oh, this is something I can't do. You know, oh, this is something I can't do. How fun. I'm going to be so cool once I I start gambling. Like, if you tell a teenager not to do something, they just want to do it that much more. Yeah, exactly. So, like, while I think Trainwreck does have, like, good intentions and he just likes gambling and, like, he does say not to do it pretty frequently but you really like, think um, that they're gonna listen i know like it's not gonna do shit right it's not and yeah i'm glad that it's banned for sure because i got I, I was talking about this on stream and i was losing my shit because like people were 
saying that they were comparing it to like alcohol. They were saying, oh, well, if, I mean, first of all, I'm pretty certain you're not allowed to get drunk on stream anyway. But they said, oh, if you, if you ban gambling, you should ban alcoholism. Whereas, or not alcoholism, but drinking on stream. Whereas I yeah. believe uh, if you see someone drinking on stream, you're not going to want to go get something, you know, you're not going to want to start drinking. You know what I mean? Whereas if yeah. someone's gambling on stream, you're going to get that addiction by proxy of just watching them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you get right. that high of, of seeing them win money and then you're like, oh, yeah. I could win money too. And then that, right. that you know, it's going to lay dormant in your brain until you get old enough and just start gambling your your shit. And then these fuckers post their wins on Twitter, like their big things, like, holy God, shit, I know. look at this. And then they have so many people. I know that sometimes they capture them, like, oh, don't gamble. But that doesn't mean anything. Like, people are going to see this and be like, holy shit, that's so sick. This guy won, like, 80 grand in And a, like, the dumb part about it is it's not even their money. Like, it's the money that they get from gambling companies they, that, that yeah. they sponsor them with. Stupid. It's so, so bad. Dude, I, <laughs> like, I hate it. The reason I'm so, like, you know, I, I guess you could say passionate about gambling addiction is just the fact, like, I literally have someone in uh, our collective family that gambles. And yeah. they sell children. They, they literally sell their kids' toys. Uh, they yeah. scam family members out of money. Uh, they literally do everything in their power to uh, get money to gamble. And they're yeah. well off, but they're fucking flat broke and in insane debt because they can't stop gambling and talking yeah. about that we could talk about what's his face is it slicker slicker the the dude who scams yeah. streamers and fans out of three hundred thousand dollars you heard about that right i heard about it i don't know much about it though so basically what he did which is actually uh i've had experience with someone doing this very same thing to me he goes to his viewers his, his streamer friends his mods and says hey my bank account is locked. Uh, I have money, but I can't access it. Can you front me blank amount of money or whatever? And then after you kindly, out of the kindness of your heart, give them money, they say, please, please don't tell anyone. This is so embarrassing. I don't want anyone to know about this. And then they do this to everyone. And then no one, you know, because people are nice, they end up not telling anyone about it. And then yeah. he just gets away with it. He scammed train wrecks out of $45,000 and <laughs> a streamer named Luke AFK fan out of $27,000. Holy shit. And altogether, I think it was $300,000 that he, yeah, that's insanity. Scumbag. And that's but, what, uh, that's what gambling <laughs> addiction looks like. Living in Vegas, like Sarah and I will, um, Sarah's my wife or anybody who doesn't know, um, we, we'll be like walking through casinos and like most people will just be like sitting there like smoking and drinking and like just playing slots or whatever. Yeah. But every once every once in a while, you'll come across someone who's like screaming at the slot machine. Right. And like sometimes sometimes you'll come across people who are sitting there crying and and just like like playing nonstop. Really. Um, it's like it's honestly really fucked up and it's really sad walking through there. And, and yeah, I imagine like, you probably see it on the daily and where you live. Yeah, I mean not. Not on the daily because I don't go to casinos all the time. Well, yeah, the time, but, but you know. But whenever I do, um, it's it's really sad. And uh, one time I saw someone getting kicked out. I'm pretty sure it was because they were like causing a scene from losing money. So gambling is a sickness. Like it's really fucked up. And when people try and compare it to things like I don't know drinking and while alcohol alcoholism is also terrible like you said earlier you can't yeah you, you can't you can't drink and i don't know not in the same way at least you can't drink in front yeah. of someone and give them your alcoholism you know what i mean yeah it's not contagious i guess 
Whereas if you're watching someone gambling on stream constantly, you will by proxy, not everyone, because not everyone has an addictive personality, but you'll get yeah. that urge to want to gamble as well. Like, sure, there might be some people out there that are very influenced by someone on stream who does drink a lot and they might drink also to like, I don't know, to like mirror them a little bit because they look up to them and whatever. While that's bad as well. Honestly, I feel like alcoholism and gambling also go hand in hand because I feel like a lot of people who gamble end up becoming alcoholics because when they gamble, they're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> drinking and smoking. They're like killing themselves yeah. in three ways. This they're pound like and packs of... <laughs> Of marble reds. It's it's really <laughs> fucked up. And it sucks too, because like you can have a ton of fun here, like playing um like as long as you know that you're gonna lose money, you can have a ton of fun playing real games like blackjack and um stuff like that. But it's just when you see mostly old people too, like older people who have come here to retire or whatever and like waste the rest of their money, I guess. Like they'll just be sitting at slot machines. It's just depressing walking through. Someone pressing a button for hours on end, just throwing their money away. Yeah, like 99% of them don't look like they're having any fun. <laughs> I don't think any of them are. They're, they're probably in debt hoping that they'll get that, you know, fat, uh, payout, you know, yeah. liquidizing their assets. Like the only people who have fun playing slots are the people who never play slots and are now like, and just walk up and start playing randomly and like think it's fun to like watch the colors and shit. And yeah. then they walk away. Like those are the only people getting any sort of satisfaction from them. The only little bit of serotonin these people are getting is when they win, you know? And yeah. when, they win, they, when they win, they win like a fraction of what they lost. So it's just like... And they never break even. Apparently, uh, Slicker started his addiction with CSGO skins. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wasn't that like a big, that was like a big gambling thing back in the mm -hmm. day? And it was, it was a huge problem where uh, they had like gambling websites, like CSGO gambling websites, and like big YouTubers were like promoting this to their, you know, children audience. And, and YouTube cracked down on it, or at least, I don't know if it's YouTube. Could have just been the, you know, YouTubers crack down on this pretty quick because, yeah. you know, people realize that gambling's bad. And I don't know why Twitch let it go on for so fucking long, but they did. Does Twitch have an 18 plus section? No, they don't. No? Mm -mm. They don't even, I don't even think they have it. I mean, they have a button or a check mark that you can do where when someone clicks on your stream, it says, are you 18 years or older? And you have to click uh, yes or no. But I mean, that's that's as far as it goes. Yeah, that doesn't do shit then. No. <laughs> yeah, that that's really bad. Twitch is, has some pretty crazy issues. And I feel like YouTube could easily take over the streaming world if they just like... I feel like it's good that Twitch is failing because YouTube is stepping up their shit in streaming. And also that they're really smart and tactical about which streamers they bring over. Yeah. Because they're bringing over not just one streamer one big streamer they're bringing over a couple of streamers in a specific category of streaming so like those two streamers who normally play games together can now play games together on youtube and start a community there like they did that with multiple streamers where they're not just bringing over ninja you know like what yeah. mixer did they just brought over ninja and expected it to just work yeah, out <laughs> that didn't work out whatever happened to mixer they shut down yeah, they're they're down. They shut down. God damn. Yeah. Mixer was kind of a weird like hodgepodge of stuff that was confusing. I never went over to to Mixer. It's like if you think as a platform all you need is like a couple big streamers and you're good, you are sorely mistaken. Yep. You know, people go to the platform because that's where everybody is. 
You know, if most people are on a specific platform, it doesn't matter if some people leave, they'll still stay on that platform. Yeah, because sure, one streamer left, but they probably watch multiple streamers. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna watch this guy now. But if yeah. you if you take the group of big streamers that all share viewers, if you bring yeah. that group over, then they'll be like, okay, fine, I'll go over there because like three of my favorite streamers are over there now. Like if, if you brought somehow, if you had the money to bring like Quackity and like all those Minecraft people over uh, i'm surprised like, they haven't gone over themselves because isn't their youtube audience like bigger than their twitch audience i don't know but yeah i agree like they they take little sections of twitch with a very loyal fan base and they bring them all over aside from you know rather than bringing just one big guy over yeah i even heard a streamer uh moon moon who literally would never ever ever even consider the idea of moving over to youtube was even like yeah i don't know I might someday, <laughs> just because of how bad Twitch is being. It must be so frustrating as a Twitch streamer to like get feedback from one of your friends or something. They're like, yeah, you had like 15 ads before your stream started for some people. It's mm -hmm. like, what the fuck, dude? Like I didn't put And you can't there. control that. Like on YouTube, you actually have the option uh, to put ads or not. You have a button where you can just press to throw ads in and you could even preemptively say hey guys we're gonna have ads for like 30 seconds you know and then yeah. if you don't want ads you could probably i think i don't know do members get ads i don't think i don't know i don't know but i don't know if members get ads or not but yeah you know you could use that to to get people to become members and such but yeah i guess it was a good thing that twitch banned gambling now they have to kind of step up when it comes to like sexual stuff i feel they have a lot like there's so fucking yeah. much that they're doing wrong it's I don't know. And all the while, YouTube is making strides. They just announced that they're monetizing commercial music and shorts, which is sick. So is is the okay? Are them monetizing commercial music? Is that like um, just on shorts or on videos? Videos too. You can put like I don't know, like a Justin Bieber song in your video, and it'll be fine. But but you have to like pay a flat fee or something for it. I'm not exactly sure how it'll work. It's kind of. Yeah, I, I'll be very surprised if it, if it works as simple as I'm thinking. Because I feel like it would probably be specific songs that opt right. into it. Because I doubt oh, you could yeah. just do any song and probably have to be like in a specific pool of music. Yeah, who knows? I, I All I know is that YouTube is trying to compete with TikTok and um, TikTok. They're trying to compete with everybody. Well, TikTok is like the big, big name right now in like mm -hmm. the social media world. So um, trying to compete with them with shorts, you will need to allow commercial music, right? Because that's pretty much all TikTok that is. That is TikTok. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's literally TikTok right there. And it's not even a bad thing for, for musicians, I feel. It's a great thing for musicians. It's like yeah. so many people became famous solely through TikTok music. Exactly right. Yeah, so... Um, I feel like if anything, you'd be begging these people to put your music in their mm -hmm. videos. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I'll be sick to put like trying to think of a song to put in there. Yeah, I'll put some some Britney Spears in my in my video. Dude, hell yeah, that'll be my intro. <laughs> Fucking toxic, please. Hell yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, baby? Can't you see? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you about some crazy things that have happened in my personal life pretty recently, too. So when Sarah and I went out to get coffee like we normally do, the night before, we had like a steak dinner with um, with her mom. And we like threw away the stuff in the trash or whatever. And But we had like this trash can that's like pretty heavy, right? It's And we didn't expect like our dogs to get into it because, you know, they're kind of tiny. And we leave to get coffee, we come back, and the trash can's knocked over. Uh -oh. and um, And like all the shit is like... 
you know, all over the floor or whatever. And we're like, oh, fuck. And we see, like, the steak bones and whatever. So we bring Cosmo. Our, we have two dogs, Cosmo and Wanda. And we bring Cosmo to the vet. And they're like, his stomach is huge. Like, he really? ate a shit ton. So we're, like, all freaking out or whatever. And then we bring him home. And he's, like, a big balloon. Like, a big balloon dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. And then we had to bring him back because he had diarrhea and it was like this huge thing. And then last night, after we were dealing with all that, we were watching Matilda, the movie Matilda. And then all of a sudden we hear two gunshots in the, the fuck? like in our neighborhood. And then right afterwards, we hear a scream, like a blood curdling scream. Uh... And so we rush upstairs with the dogs and like lock ourselves in the bedroom. And we're like, what the fuck? And we start looking at the ring. Like we have like a ring yeah. system. And um, at first what I thought happened was like one of our neighbors went ballistic and started like murdering their family or something. Yeah. And I was like, that's what it sounded like. It sounded like it was like right next door. And like Sarah was so scared. She was like shaking, like her whole body was trembling. It was, Jesus I was Christ. I was like, okay, we're moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like right after that happened, I was like, okay, we're moving. And then, yeah. um, <laughs> what the we, fuck? Uh, we looked through the ring, like camera, the history, like it records certain like motions. Yeah. Whenever someone goes by it. What we saw was a bunch of like high school kids. Cause we, we live like a block away from a high school. What we saw was like a bunch of high school kids running past our ring and they were screaming. And that, that was where the scream came from. Yeah. And what, what we think happened was they set off fireworks and then like a neighbor came out and like chased them, you know? Like, yeah. To, like get, get the cops on them. And they, and they screamed and ran. It's either that happened or. Or the neighbor they, came like, out with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or like they were trespassing on someone's property and that that person came out and like shot some you know whatever bro just move out here with me <laughs> it was definitely the scariest thing that's happened to us since yeah year, but jesus um, christ the scary part is you do have to worry about shit like that where you're at i mean i would assume yeah. to an extent there are some crazy people here but most people are fine the area that we live is 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 fine you know it's yeah. like a regular it's a regular suburban area it's not like there's not like low-income housing anywhere it's not like a bunch of desperate crazy people around but living in a big city crazy shit happens sometimes so well glad you didn't die i mean jesus christ <laughs> like it felt like a horror movie you know yeah like hearing someone scream after like a gunshot sound yeah. holy shit yeah it was unlike anything i've ever i've experienced in my life it was crazy. Do you have, like, you know, security shit on your house? I mean, we have a ring. Like, we can make an alarm go off with the ring, but we don't have, like, a... Brug, like, I'm telling you, you get a security system, man. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just more paranoid because I have a child, but that was the first thing I did when I got this house. Like, I'm in a perfectly nice neighborhood where, you know, you wouldn't expect anything to what? happen, but you don't know. That's why, I, like, that was the first thing I did. The main reason I did is our house has five entrances. The technically six, yeah. if you count the garage. Yeah. So, you know, like, it, it, if someone fucking tries to break in and I'm upstairs and they're downstairs, I wouldn't know. It's not like someone could easily, like, break in and steal stuff, though, because, like, we're we're kind of, like, crammed in the middle of a bunch of homes. We're not, like, on, like, a side street. We're not, it's yeah. not, like, an e easily accessible house to get into. Okay, um, yeah. So it's not like we're worried about that as much, but crazy people exist. And Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Actually, on that... Whatever neighborhood app, that one that you told me about, there oh, yeah. is this dude, uh, someone posted a picture on their ring camera of this like dude who was walking around people's neighborhoods and knocking on their door at three in the morning and asking for something to drink. 
And I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like, yeah, don't open that door, bro. <laughs> there have been so many instances of people like being like, oh, we're here to look at your electricity system or whatever. And like, and some dumbass will let them in and then they'll like hold them up with a gun or, yeah. or either they'll either do that or like unlock a window somewhere so they can enter later. It's like, you got to be really, really naive to trust people random people nowadays yeah uh, e nowadays definitely even women like there is a um an instance here not too long ago five miles from where i live or something yeah where this woman went up to a home and she she knocked on the door and she was like asking for a phone because her cell phone died and her and her car ran out of gas or something so she asked these people to use their phone they're like they're like okay fine they let her in or whatever and as soon as they open the door like five guys from like a nearby bushes and shit like just bum rush them Jesus Christ. Entered their home with guns and stole everything. Yeah, this, this is why I I never answer the door from anyone unless yeah. it's like someone I know. Yeah, don't ever do that. Not worth it. Yeah. If it were me, if this girl said that to me, I'd be like, okay, well, I'd like talk to her through the ring and I'd be like, give me a number and I'll call them for you and I'll tell them to come get you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's like, a not... way around that. Yeah, you're Fuck not coming that, in. <laughs> Some people are just way too trusting. And I, I get that that's like a really fun, loving way to live. And like, I know that most people out there like are probably fine. You know, like they're, they're normal uh, people. Who are just living I wouldn't say most. 70%. It's 60%. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being generous. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you're saying, though. But, like, uh, there, there's a lot of people that live that, like, naive mindset of just trying to see the good in every person. And yeah. uh, a lot of times that ends badly because of that very reason. Because, you know, people who like manipulating people love manipulating people who are like that, you know? So, like, they always yeah. go after those type of people. It's pretty messed up. So, are you, like, a big fantasy guy? Do you care about fantasy at all? I know, yeah. like, you're big into anime. Yeah, um, yeah. What, are you going to talk about Game of Thrones? Yeah, do, do you... Um... It's it's weird, because I love fantasy. Like, you know, I love, like, say, the world of, like, Elden Ring, for example. You know, like, the, yeah. the medieval stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I love that shit. Like, I love reading those types of books. Uh, I'm actually yeah. going to read the books based on... Not based on, but the movie that was based on these books, The Black Cauldron, I just reviewed that. I was going to read the books oh. on that uh, because, you know, the story is apparently really good. So I wanted to read that. But, yeah. Yeah, like, for example, The Black Cauldron has that, like, medieval fantasy shit. And I love that stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Lord of the Rings as well, but I haven't yeah, watched I'm Game a, of Thrones. I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings too. I read the books like a billion years ago, so they're kind of like foggy in my memory. The new Lord of the Rings show is really like really weird. In a good way or a bad way? Because I think you're probably more likely to see the Lord of the Rings show than the Game of Thrones show since you haven't seen Game of Thrones. Like, True. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll talk more about the Lord of the Rings show. Um, I'm just going to say one thing about the Game of Thrones show. It's good and it's getting better. I like it a lot. Okay. The Lord of the Rings show, though, is like it's based on the Silmarillion. Um, it's like, uh, it's basically just like a big lore book that Tolkien wrote about the, the Lord of the Rings universe. Yeah. If you read that book, it's kind of like all over the place. It, it doesn't have like a cohesive, like start and finish, like Lord of the Rings. Like, like there's epic battles and like cool events and stuff, but it's like, it's definitely not like a traditional story, you know? Yeah. Um, so making a show based on that is kind of weird. Um, they could definitely do it. 
But um, the reason I think this show is such a gamble is because you're taking this IP that's like already has so many incredibly invested people in it, right? Like this is one of the most successful fantasy series ever created, mm-hmm. if not the most successful. Pretty sure it is um, the most. Yeah, so... At least financially. I don't know if, like, Harry Potter beat that, but whatever. Oh, I guess. I think it's... I don't know. All I'm saying is there are a lot of passionate nerds when it comes to Lord of the Rings, right? Like, they have this very concrete vision of what the world looks like in their head um, after reading, like, the Silmarillion and stuff like that. Oh, so it goes, um, apparently Frozen 2 and Frozen are the highest grossing fantasy films. (laughs) (laughs) But then it goes Harry Potter and then Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Does that, like, include merchandise and stuff? No, it's just uh, the the movie Lord of the Rings Return of the King and then Harry Potter Deathly Hallows uh, Part 2. If I were to guess, I would say Harry Potter is probably the most profitable fa- fantasy series and then followed by Lord of the Rings. If yeah, include, probably. Like, mer- if, if you include merchandise and the books and everything. Either way, there's a lot of passionate nerds when it comes to Lord of the Rings. And um, when you when you pitch this live-action version of what all these millions of people have, like, concocted in their brains already it's gonna be really difficult to please them you know Mm -hmm. so that's why that show got review review bombed like basically on the first episode there was like a billion people rating it one out of ten or whatever and the sad part being it keeps getting worse every episode there's a couple moments throughout this last episode it's like episode five was the most recent one like there's a couple moments that have like this there's magic to them there's like one travel scene and uh there's like a really cool song in the background and like there's moments throughout the show that i'm that i really like but for the most part, they are failing miserably to make me like these characters. Yeah. And, like, connect, connect with them. And, Is like, there just not much depth to them? Yeah. Um, it's, and it seems like they're tackling too much at once. Um, whereas I think Lord of the Rings benefited because, you know, they, they mainly focused around the hobbits and their journeys. Yeah, this new show, it's just all over the place. And the, the heroes of the show, they're not particularly likable. They're just like your very stereotypical, like very, very talented when it comes to combat. And I... <laughs> yeah, just very surface <laughs> yeah. level shit. I hope that changes and I hope they give some characters some more depth as it goes on. It's very beautiful though. It's like a really pretty show. Yeah. I think that's why I really love the Lord of the Rings movies is the the world it was set in. The Lord of the Rings is, is just like lightning in a bottle though. Like those films. Yeah. It's just insane that those exist. They they took the these novels and just perfectly put them on film. It's a, it, it never happens, you know. The casting, the music, the cinematography, like the the story arc. It's even better when you watch the extended version, which is hardly ever the case. I remember I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings when I was younger, and then I bought yeah. Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, the game, and uh, I slowly found out it was the most difficult game to ever exist. Like no no joke. I played it uh, recently for stream and uh oh my god dude it's so fucking hard like when i was younger i thought i was like man i just suck at games but no it's like a notoriously a really fucking hard game (laughs) i don't know why i just thought of that but i yeah i do remember like as a kid some of these movie-based games were just like absurdly difficult for some reason I feel like this is how games were back then. Like, they were always yeah. just, not always, but I feel like they had a huge difficulty curve compared to, you know, games now where they care more about accessibility. I remember playing a Tarzan game, like, 
like Tarzan based on the Disney movie. Yeah, I know, but like what what console was it on? It wasn't it on a handheld or am I thinking of something else? I think it was on N64. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of something else. But it was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Why? They, Why they, they just put hard? everything on Ultra Nightmare on old games. <laughs> and save points weren't like right when you died. Save points put you back at the beginning of the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I, I don't miss that. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I think the people making these games were probably like, old school gamers who are who grew up with like super mario and and those games are obviously very challenging yeah people so who like, thought super mario was easy you know those yeah. those fucking weirdos <laughs> <laughs> well obviously we have to make it difficult it's a video game all video games are, are hard you know? yeah that's probably where their mindset was at all right i think it's it's good time to end here good talking good podcast i i enjoyed all the topics we talked about today podcasting and live streaming and off the cuff stuff for me is it's a little bit difficult for me because i have this issue where like i have constant brain farts like that's why you don't ever see me streaming dude i have brain farts all the fucking time when i stream and when i'm on the podcast and i just i just find a way to push through it yeah but i I get what you're saying though yeah it's really tough for me i guess i'm really bad at stuff when it comes to you know off the cuff content that's why I, I heavily script my videos. Like, even if it doesn't seem like they are, they definitely are. That's why they're heavily edited and stuff. I really care about the stuff I put out there. But, but like, that's why I think podcasting is much better for me than, like, I don't know, streaming. Yeah, I get that. Because you don't have... I mean, first of all, you have the potential for editing out. And uh, yeah. second of all, you don't have people watching you as you're talking. Streaming terrifies me, to be honest. <laughs> I com- I completely understand that. It took me a while to get used to it. I think streaming is probably the one thing that still gives gets me upset and angry more than any other thing. <laughs> upset just from like like mentally demanding things or like feeling like I'm not doing good enough or that stream was uh, bad and angry uh, because oh my god, chatters are so stupid. Like I can't <laughs> I can't even like if I'm in a bad mood and yeah. someone says something dumb, I will just yell at them for like <laughs> Five minutes, because I'm just like, uh, some people are just so dumb. I wouldn't be able to handle the pressure, I feel. I've definitely streamed before. Yeah. It went over pretty well for the most part, I feel. I miss our streams together. We did our double streams. Yeah, those were fun. I just hate the pressure. Yeah, I I get that. (laughs) But it's cool, like... I like this podcast though because it allows us to like shoot the shit and like just talk about random stuff and true feelings about things out there in a more like natural way instead of a very um uh, edited and cut up way because I mean I heavily script my videos too. I used to not yeah. do that, but after a while I'm like, yeah, I'd flub up way too much. I really need to just like know what I'm yeah. saying. Cuz there's times Me when too. I do a like a like a one-off thing and then like I do like 10 or 15 different reactions or phrases and then i'm just like i just hate all of those (laughs) you know and then i start overthinking yeah (laughs) the bane of the creator (laughs) yeah but thank you guys for watching hopefully we'll be on spotify by the time this goes up if not i don't know why i'll try to figure it out don't yell at me okay i i'm trying all right i'm doing my best here please listen to us on spotify please you won't won't regret it please okay see you guys (laughs) next time bye